Hello and welcome to mini episode 199 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 3rd of November 2022. And story number one comes from Felicia. My name is Felicia and I live in California with my husband and three children. I've always enjoyed scary stories since I was a child. I've really fun memories of my mom and I watching scary movies and us reading scary stories to each other. We always made it a fun thing, making homemade popcorn and entertainment. The rubber dummies and red cornstarch on the television were never really scary to me. But that kind of changed when I was 10. I was at my neighbour's apartment who lived right across the hallway from me. We were new friends so I didn't really know much about her family or where she was from. The visit was going well and we were laughing and watching TV and doing our nails. I remember the smell of her mom cooking in the other room so overall it was a fun time. Her older brother was lying on the couch reading and kind of watching TV with us but not really paying attention. I don't know how or why the subject came up. I just remember the statement that seemed out of the blue that my friend said. It was, My uncle got his leg cut off by the devil. So that, of course, shocked me a bit and made me ask, How do you know and how did that happen? She said, He was in the fields of my grandmother's farm and the devil approached him and offered him lots of money if he did something. Her uncle refused and that's when he got his leg cut clean off. When he made it back to the house, His mother believed him and told him that their family has a curse on them and that they have always been plagued with problems because of that demon. That was the craziest story I'd ever heard. I thought that stuff was only in the movies. And then she went on to say, No matter where we go, me, my brother and my mom have problems too. Things go missing and we get touched and the demon will pretend to be something else and look like someone you know or an animal that shouldn't be there, even a table. Her story got weirder and weirder. I really didn't like it and I wanted to go home. Then, out of nowhere, her brother speaks up and says, Yes, and at all times of the day I will hear my name being called out loud or just whispered in my ear. And if you call out for help, it's like no one can hear you. Like the demon makes it so they can't hear you. I really wanted to get away from these stories and these cursed people immediately. So I made the excuse that my mom wanted me home for dinner and I left. When I got home, I was pleasantly surprised that one of my favourite cousins had come over and it was exactly what I needed to get over that last visit. At bedtime later that evening, all the memories of the day were gone, and my cousin and I went to sleep in my bed. After a while, I woke up because I was cold, and realised that my cousin had rolled herself up in the blanket like a burrito, and I could not cover myself up. So I sat up so I could get more leverage to pull, and saw that a large chair was on the side of my bed. It was supposed to be way in the kitchen, Why was it in my room far down the hallway? Then I remembered the shape-shifting demon that pretends to be other things that my neighbour told me about earlier. I can't explain the fear and confusion that hit me then. Did it follow me to my house? I was screaming in my head and my nerves were shook. So I laid down and tried to shake my cousin awake without a lot of noise, but she did not move. So I turned on my stomach and tried to keep warm because I was still very cold and I said the Lord's Prayer the best I could remember it and any prayer that I could think of because I was so scared. I've heard you say before in your podcast to never leave your feet out of the covers and that is the gospel truth because I soon felt a long fingernail go up the full length of my foot. I was on my stomach so it went from my toes to my heel very slowly. I froze 
I have never been so scared. I was too scared to cry, call out, and I was not going to look. I wanted to ignore it and make it go away because I didn't want to play. I just prayed more than ever. I think my prayers worked because somehow I fell asleep and when I woke up in the light of day, I popped up and saw the chair from last night was gone and my quick moment woke up my cousin. She must have seen the shocked expression on my face because she looked at me like I was crazy. What's wrong? I didn't tell her anything. I needed to tell my mom. So as we sat and ate waffles, I told my horrifying encounter and she said, Oh, it was probably your grandmother. Uh, no, it was not. I didn't say that out loud, but we both knew it wasn't my grandmother because she wouldn't try to scare me. I just dropped it to make my mom feel better, but it has never left me. I never went to my neighbour's house again and I never slept with my feet out. I know I chat a lot of shit on this podcast. I know that I engage in insane levels of hypocrisy at times and I know I contradict myself all the times. But if there's one thing that I have said over the years that still stands, it's do not sleep with your feet out of the bed. I don't care how warm you are. I don't care if you're melting. You do not sleep with your feet outside the bed because that is how you get dragged out of the bed like paranormal activity. And then you never get seen again or you... What does she do in paranormal activity? Does she kill her fella? I think there's like two different endings to that film. Anyway, did everyone have that weird friend growing up who had all those weird stories? I think I might have been the weird friend. Anybody who knew me growing up, can you please confirm or deny that I was in fact the weird friend? And I know in certain cultures and communities, these kind of stories are really commonplace. So the story of like her uncle getting her leg cut off or his leg cut off by the devil and then the devil following them for their whole lives. Like in some cultures and communities, that kind of story will be more widely accepted. And it must have been such a shock then for Felicia to be sitting listening to these people talking really matter of factly about, oh, yeah, there's a demon that follows us around and he calls my name during the day and all of all of those things. I would have gotten such a fright as well. And then you wake up with a chair beside your bed because you know that the demon can describe that can disguise itself as like a piece of furniture, which is a very handy trait, I must say. I definitely would be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Thank you. And story number two comes from Tom. I live in an area in New England where many generations of my family have grown up and passed on. I live near a small local cemetery where many of my ancestors are buried. The two puzzling experiences happened in one of the older homes that my grandparents had. After their passing, the family had to clean out the house. The power, water and heat were off. There were three people in the house and I heard bells off in the distance. At first I listened but didn't think much of it, but it got louder. The sound was like sleigh bells. There have been no horses in the area for the past 20 years and the sound was getting closer. I got up and went to every window and looked out. The bells got louder. There was a sound like a team of horses coming down the road and entering the old driveway. The sound came to a stop right in front of the house and it lasted a few minutes. My mom asked me what was wrong as I looked around for any source of the sound, but there wasn't any. I asked her if I was the only one that heard the sound without saying what it sounded like, and my mom's eyes got large. Yeah, I heard the bells too, but I didn't know where the sound was coming from. I found out a few weeks later that both my mom and aunt swore there was a ghost in the house, but that it was more of a prankster. After we talked about it, we went down for the last pickup and my aunt left her keys in the door as we had to get a few more items moved. 
She called me back to the door and asked me what happened to the keys. They were not in the door anymore. We looked all over and after a few minutes break she went in to move a stock of old clothes and the keys fell out of them. They were in between the clothes. No one had touched the clothes in a few days but the keys were in the middle. That was the last prank that that ghost played on us. There are lots of places or lots of families that seem to be haunted by, I don't know, some sort of like ghost funeral carriage. I don't know how else to describe it. I've heard of families in Ireland kind of like akin to the Banshee lore where they believe that a ghost carriage will come to their house on the night that somebody is going to die. Uh, like a f- an old style funeral carriage. And I wonder if that's a similar thing, like especially if generations of your family have died, grown up, passed on in in that area of New England. And I wonder, was it traditional to have like a, a carriage with horses and bells on it and that that's what brings you to your final resting place, you know? And as for prankster ghosts, oh, I could just do without it. I'd be so annoyed, especially in the process of moving things, which is one of the worst things that you can do in life, I think. And I would be like livid if the ghost was moving things, taking keys out, putting them in the middle of clothes. But that, I mean, that would be, that would freak me out. Of all things, that would freak me out because you knew you left the key in the door and then you find it in like in the middle of a pile of clothes. That's weird. It is weird. And story number three comes from Emma. In 2013, my beloved Nan passed away while I was with her and I was absolutely heartbroken. I was a single parent and had taken a rotten temping job just to pay the bills while I was caring for my nan and my son. My focus was on them 100% and everything else sort of fell away. My friends were fantastic but I didn't really have any other family to rely on and it was a bleak time of my life. My nan and granddad looked after me every weekend growing up and gave me a wonderful childhood. I'm the only granddaughter so was well and truly spoiled. I spoke with her every single day and so she was a huge part of my life. Within a month of her passing, a neighbour, who is now my husband, messaged me, and we began dating. Anyway, one, two, skip a few, and we were in bed one evening, just chatting and being silly, when he said, Ow, that really hurt. And I asked him what, and he said that I just pinched his elbow. I told him I hadn't. My one hand was here, and I tapped his chest, and the other one was here, which was under me. He got a little bit freaked out. So I said, oh, that'll be my nan. She didn't like you teasing me. Another time we were upstairs and again he'd been teasing me when he suddenly said, ow, okay, sorry, can you leave me alone now? I was confused and asked him what it was. He said, your nan wasn't very happy and was just pulling on my foot. It freaked him right out. But I'm pleased that she's looking out for me. A year or so after my nan passed, my son and I with our dog went to stay at a friend's house while she was away on holiday to look after her animals. I'd purposefully not told my son that Kate's place was haunted. I knew it was haunted, because I'd been there and witnessed all sorts of strangeness. My friend and I constantly heard footsteps above us. She lived in a bungalow. The kitchen cupboards rattled, shadows moved and lights flashed. And on one occasion I had brought her home one evening and as we walked in, I automatically looked right into the lounge and all was well. Then we went to the kitchen on the left and made a cup of tea and decided to go and sit in the lounge with a fire on. We walked into the lounge and every single child's toy was out of the toy box and on the floor. Despite this, we never felt any malevolence, so myself, the dog and my 12-year-old son went to stay. 
After a day or so, all was good. Nothing strange, no noises. The only thing that was odd was our dog was being a bit weird in the kitchen. Not walking in a straight line, kind of walking in an arc to avoid a spot in front of the cupboards. So the crazy, stupid people that we are, we decided to coax him using treats to walk into that area when he avoided it. And we built a wall of boxes and chairs so he'd have to. Anyway, after having a laugh, bouncing balls and throwing treats to each other for the dog to chase, I realised the time and told my boy to go and have a shower while I tidied up the kitchen. I then heard a giant crash. I got to the bathroom and the shower screen had completely shattered. Glass was everywhere. I checked my son and he didn't have a mark on him. In fact, there was a circle on the floor around him with no glass at all. He told me he had just gotten unchanged and hadn't even touched the shower and it just exploded. The only thing I can really think is that we annoyed whatever was in the house, but fortunately my nan was there to protect him. I got my son to safety and as I was cleaning up the glass, I apologised to the house and everyone in there and said a special thanks to my nan for keeping my boy safe. It sounds like you truly had a wonderful relationship with your nan and it sounds like she was like a mother to you and I'm really sorry that you lost her. That must have been really difficult. And it also sounds like she is going to hassle the people in your life for the rest of time. Which is quite a nice feeling, you know. I'd be like, I'd be using that to my advantage. I'd be like, if you are teasing me too much, my nan will get you. She'll get you. She'll pinch your elbow and she'll make you feel generally uncomfortable. It's so strange that your son was sort of in like a bubble where the glass didn't enter, if that makes sense. Like... Was there like a little force field of protection around him that stopped any of the glass from getting on him or near him? Because I know that that does happen, like shower screens and and it depends on temperature. There's lots of different reasons why they can just randomly shatter, which is crazy, really. But it does happen. But it's the, the fact that your son had no glass on him or not a mark on him and had like a circle around him where there was no glass. That's pretty, that's pretty strange. And I'd be thanking your nan as well. I'd be thinking, okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. You can go back to hassling the people in my life now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Felicia, Tom and Emma for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 3rd of November 2022. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for more spooky content, you can subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.